Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first official episode of Bonafide, Immigration for the Common Man. Today's episode is going to look at a basic overview of immigration courts and regular courts. If you're anything like me, I assume that they were the same. I mean, court is court, right? There's a plaintiff and a defendant, a judge and a jury, right and wrong. Some real Judge Judy vibes. Well, come to find out that is far from the case, so we will be exploring that throughout this episode. So let's talk about these regular courts. Just to clarify, when I say regular courts, I mean criminal courts and criminal justice. Quite basically, criminal justice is focused on delivering justice to those who have committed crimes. So for example, you just turned 19 and you're at a friend's house off campus drinking it up for your birthday. Okay, nasty 19. Clock hits 1am. You decide to leave but have no money for Uber. You and your friends decide to drive home intoxicated. Mm. You get into the driver's seat. Your friend gets in the passenger. You all make the turn onto Port Republic, and the next thing you know, you're in a bad, and I mean bad, car accident. And it's your fault. You get charged with the DUI and underage drinking. Both criminal offenses with possible jail time and a misdemeanor. I know that was a lot. Had to use it for an example. Truly had to make it real for us. But it's a prime example of a statutory crime, i.e. a crime prohibited by statute, because society hopes to debtor individuals from engaging in them. Because, of course, who wants underage people driving intoxicated? Or driving intoxicated, period. So, things like that would be argued in a regular court. Regular courts are government institutions and are a part of the judiciary branch of the United States. As I learned in class, there are varying models of criminal justice, such as the crime control model, due process, punitive model of victims' rights, and non-punitive. Here in the United States, courts usually follow the due process model of criminal justice. That means civil rights and liberties are protected. Remind you of something? The Fifth Amendment, baby! Gotta love those constitutional rights. Or do we? But I'll get into that until a later episode. Criminal courts have the basic breakdown of a court. You got a judge, a jury and your basic plaintiff and defendant. Regular courts are strictly related to law, equity, and admirability. To break it down even further, law is a system of rules of a particular country, and in this case, the United States. Equity is the quality of being fair, and admirability is the jurisdiction of courts of law over cases concerning ships, the seas, and other navigable waters, i.e. maritime law. And honestly, big shout out to dictionary.com because that one really had me stumped. Now on to the basic overview of immigration courts. So as I stated earlier, I really assumed that immigration court was the same as regular criminal courts and had the same jurisdiction, but... First of all, the immigration court system is located under the U.S. Department of Justice unlike regular courts, who are part of the judiciary branch, as I mentioned earlier. The full name for the department is the U.S. Department of Justice's Executive Office for Immigration Review, or 
the EOIR. All functions and duties of the EOIR are under the power of the Attorney General. So the Attorney General has all the decision power. So let's back this up a little bit and check y'all's knowledge of the political system. Immigration courts are under the jurisdiction of the Attorney General. The Attorney General is nominated by who? Did you say the President? You are absolutely correct. The Attorney General is part of the President's cabinet, meaning that the Attorney General is most likely to have the same ideology as the President, correct? So depending on which party is in the White House, the Attorney General will direct immigration courts according to their ideological party. Super nerve-wracking for whichever end of this political spectrum you find yourself on. So here is my reminder to go vote. Local, state, and general. Okay, ran over. Back to the real topic. The sole purpose of immigration courts is to rule on cases pertaining to deportation, asylum, and other immigration cases. That's it. The goal is to conduct removal proceedings, adjudicate asylum cases for immigrants, waivers, cancellation of removal. Truly, that's it. Unlike regular courts, immigration courts are civil courts. Do you remember what regular courts were? Criminal, yes. Civil cases are usually focused on tort, which is injury to others, divorces, and contracts. Due to the immigration system being civil rather than criminal, there are certain constitutional rights that are not afforded to them. Isn't that crazy? Being here in the United States, and just because you're an immigrant, you don't have constitutional rights? Crazy. But we'll be talking about this aspect in later episodes, so just keep that in mind. Apart from the whole not having constitutional rights thing, immigration courts still differ in a big way. First, there's no jury when making a decision. The only person that gets to make a decision on immigrants' case is the judge. Even more so, due process and those same constitutional rights do not apply to immigration courts. So, again, you heard right. No constitutional rights because immigration courts are regarded as civil courts, not criminal. So, rights like the Sixth Amendment do not apply in these cases. The Sixth Amendment states that everyone has a right to counsel, i.e. a lawyer, but in immigration courts, that is not upheld. Even more so, immigrants behind bars do not always have the access to lawyers, let alone afford one. But again, this will be talked about in depth in a later episode, so please look out for that. All in all, these two courts are completely different, and I was really shocked to learn this. But the more you know, right? And of course, that's the whole purpose of this in-depth project. Well, on the next episode of Bonafide, we'll be exploring how these two separate courts are run, from the role of judges, to who they get direct orders from, the appellate process, and if they affect one another or not. So thank y'all for tuning in and I look forward to talking to y'all again.